0: Navi- Navigating the digital, digital landscape. landscape. Sunday social with Vaughn Davis. I was alone, thinking I was just fine. I wasn't looking for
1: anyone to be mine. I thought love was just and welcome to sunday social i was listening to that when i was walking on down here tonight thought i would share it with you tracy thorne from everything but the girl and one of my favorite favorite famous 90s musicians to talk to on twitter isn't she lovely hey welcome to the show my name's vaughan i'm with you for the entire next 60 minutes well 60 minutes less news sport and weather. show number one Hundred and sixty-one of the show that Richie McCaw has uh, has described as what? Never heard of it. Hey, I'd love you to be part of the thing. Uh, text me three nine two zero keyword live. That'll pop up right in front of me. You can tweet me because I know you're on Twitter at Vaughan Davis. I would absolutely love that. It's uh, it, it's been a fu- it's been a funny old week. It's been a funny old week. It's been yet. Another short week. It feels like we've had about nine short weeks in a row, but I have it on good authority that we have no more short weeks until, I've got it written down here, 2019. So it's just five-day working week all the way through. Settle in, enjoy the show. Later on, Maurice Hurley returns to the show with big news for anyone who can't be asked. Going down to the dairy for a bottle of milk, a really interesting app that's going to chill you the flip-out panda style, and I've got the lowdown on the ultimate selfie device. First
0: though...
1: You hear plenty of grizzling about freedom campers driving slowly all around the best bits of the country, then parking their grotty vans on the roadsides just so they can take a poo where you want to walk your dog the next day. Well, what if instead of that, the campers could park at your place and poo on your lawn? That's the idea behind a new app designed to connect camper vans to private properties and make the owners some money along the way. The owners of the properties, that is, Toby Litton from Campable joins me now i just wrote your ad didn't i you did all what? those sands pooing what, what
0: if what if they could poo on your lawn <laughs> t- campable tell me about it so campable as you say is an app that allows people who are traveling around new zealand in a motorhome looking for the original authentic local experience to find such local experience by staying with locals on their private property and and t- tell me how the whole thing works so it's pretty simple, it's a, it's a website and an app um, that allows people travelling to find spots around them or pre-book in advance if they're booking from overseas. And on the flip side, those people who have the property can list it on the website just like a Trade Me listing or just like an Airbnb listing, um, describe their property and attract people to come and stay with them. So what, what most apps and
1: websites you know they, they set out to solve a problem. What is the problem that uh, Campable
0: set out to solve? Twofold, really. One, as you described, there's all kinds of capacity issues in tourism in New Zealand. You know, people don't choose to poo on someone else's front lawn, or they in, might. In the backyard. <laughs> they're not the kind of people that we'd want to have. If, it's, if, it's, a, <laughs> if it's a spite
1: poo, yeah. <laughs> haven't come across many of those. But uh, oh, well, but, you, you know, when you've yeah. spent long enough in media, you'll, you'll come across one. Plenty of spite poos. <laughs> spite poos. Yeah. Uh, so, so most people are actually looking for Revenge some quite... poos. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the mystery poos that you just do a random one just
0: to make someone think there's a spite <laughs> thing. The, Nasty surprise. Yeah, yeah. nasty yeah. surprise. Yeah. Um, no, most people generally like to use a toilet. Um, and uh, what we see is, is all kinds of capacity issues in tourism. You know, not enough places for people to go and stay and have that great experience, that great New Zealand experience. So what we see is, is um, a technology solution contributing to, to really answering that problem um, and in addition to providing a whole bunch of really cool experiences that were previously unaccessible. You know, we've got people, uh, Hanno down in the Kuiper who uh, wants to take people flounder fishing and we've got... Uh, uh, we've got people down around Hobbiton who are motorbike aficionados and quite like to take people out on their bikes uh, around the farm. So all kinds of good, fun stuff to do. So where, where did the idea come from? How did it hit you? You know, these these things, uh, you know, sometimes boringly,
1: they come from a session in the boardroom going, hmm, how are we going to make more money? And sometimes they just come from that light
0: bulb moment when you're sitting under a tree. It was kind of a sequence of light bulb moments. We had a lot of people coming to us um, as as a business in the sharing economy already with Parkable, um, coming to us and saying, hey, can we park our m- motorhome and when we looked more closely we saw this capacity issue that I talk about so um, you know really not enough places that are that are cool for people to stay um, very difficult for people to to plan their trip and when they do turn up they're arriving in a place that that's you know full of freedom campers and not necessarily the experience they want or totally overcrowded and they can't get in because it's an interesting point. We had, um, had a guy on the
1: show a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember the name of his app. His app was, anyway, about connecting you to people in the local area as a, as a traveler. And he made the interesting point that the last thing you want to do when you go half around the world, as a German, say... Is to hang out with
0: other Germans. So, so this whole connecting people to the the local community is, is part of it, right? That's the driver. That's the single biggest driver is is meeting locals and, and having that local experience as a traveller. And there's a huge uh, desire for locals to want to host international visitors. You know, um, meet people from other cultures, make friends for life. And and that was really one of the pleasant surprises that we've had in launching this business. I'm, I'm guessing, you know, because
1: campable and parkable before it, you're, you're a business and you don't just rush into these things and go, hey, let's make an app and a website and, and, and see how it goes. I'm guessing you've looked at the size of the market. How, how many camper vans are there meandering their way slowly around the motorway
0: system uh, at, at any given time? Uh, it's really peaky. There's a lot more in summer, obviously, than there is in winter. Uh, but in some of these, there's anywhere upwards of about 5,000 of the self-contained motorhomes, the big ones that you see um, cruising around that have a shower on board and a toilet on board. So so you're more interested in those big, big, nice white ones r- rather than the grotty, converted work vans with, um, you know, questionable slogans on the side. Yeah, you got it. Um, principally because they've got all the facilities on board, so they don't necessarily need to come into your house if you're the one listing the property and use your shower and use your bathroom because they've got it on board the vehicle.
1: Well, that that, that, that sort of takes me on to my next. Oh, it keeps coming back to the poo. <laughs> as, a, um, as a host, what, what are you really providing here? Are you just providing a bit of driveway? You're providing a, a bit of grass big enough to, to park this camper van on? Or, or do you need to offer something more?
0: It's entirely up to you as the host. If you've got a beautiful paddock sitting in a in a secluded corner of New Zealand, I have. There you go. Oh my god! You can list that and and earn a few extra bucks. Um, you don't have to engage with the travellers if you don't want to. It could just be a you know a, a site sitting in the middle of nowhere that that's got something special about it. At the other end, we've got um you know we've got fully featured resorts that offer up uh, spaces in their garden or their car park, and they've got swimming pools and saunas and all kinds of things, and they throw in a few glasses of wine if you go and stay there. So, um so really it, it's up to the host what you want to provide. Whether or not you want to let them inside your home, if you're a host uh, or inside your property, um, a lot of tourism businesses like to do that because it means you know more visitation, which is great. I, I, I guess that, that raises another question: you know, letting people inside your home, who
1: are these people? How how can you be sure when you agree to have this you know camper van full of people on your front lawn for five days that they're not a horrible bunch of drunken yobos who are going to you know ruin your life for you know? They may give you some good stories for the next twenty years, but those five days may be hell.
0: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Or a great time Uh, No, look, um, we we know all of our members Um, We we go to great lengths to come to understand them Um, There's a review system that goes both ways So if anyone did misbehave, we'd know about it very quickly And they'd be kicked off the platform they wouldn't be allowed to stay anywhere else
1: so when you say you know your members what does that mean how do you know them
0: ah uh, we've got all of their personal information um including the credit card details so if they did cause any damage we'd be able to chase them around the planet to get the the charges back mm-hmm. um and uh, and as i say there's this sort of cumulative rating system much like trade me um where a host will rate someone who comes and stays with them and vice versa um, well, I, I get i get
1: how that works for trade me because you know this 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 is a small country and there's only one trade me and you don't want to have a bad rep on Trade Me because, you know, no one's going to buy or sell from you again in the future. But campable, um, aiming mostly, I'm guessing, at overseas tourists, they'll come in, they'll, they'll have their one holiday, they'll, you know, make a terrible mess of their, their host's back gardens, and then they're off. So that trust thing, that rating thing, maybe isn't as powerful for them.
0: It, uh, certainly not on the first night they stay in New Zealand, and that's why we go to great lengths to get to know them. Why we harvest all of their personal details. You harvest yeah. their personal <laughs> we, we details. That's a, that's validate a, who they are. So we get um, we get uh, all kinds of information from them to to verify who they are. Um, and as I say, as a backstop, we keep their credit card details. So if they do misbehave and cause any damage, um, then obviously we can recover those costs for the host. So how, how much how much gets taken from their credit card? How how much
1: does a uh, a camper van user typically pay you know to, to stay in my lovely uh lovely goat uh, festooned paddock <laughs> are
0: the goats friendly the, the <laughs> goats are very friendly i would charge I'd ch- i would charge extra just because there were goats oh, that sounds like a farm stay to me but uh <laughs> um look the, the price is very um at the bottom end they're about five dollars a night so super cheap um but there's not a lot included with that it, it might be a private secure spot off the road um, that's a little bit safer than perhaps parking on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. At the top end we've got uh, sites like resorts that are in there for uh, $70 to $100 and they have all sorts of inclusions, um, like if you stay at the Wairaki Resort you get uh, a full run of the resort, the pool, the sauna, the spa and they include a few glasses of wine when you uh, go and check in. Oh, that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, so, so that's the typical price range.
1: I see on the, on the app, I was having a bit of a, a sniff around this morning, there's a, um, there's a little tab uh, on, on uh, property listings for rules of etiquette and uh, I, the, the one I looked at didn't have any, but what, what are some of the rules that uh, property owners are typically setting? Uh,
0: so there's, there's sort of two classes of rules. There's general rules, which are the rules of etiquette that you describe, and that's what we expect um, as campable of all of the travellers who are travelling around on the app. Um, And that's pretty simple. Be good to your host. Be good to New Zealand. um, Respect the people uh, that you're staying with. Um, We break it down a little bit more than that, obviously. Um, but then each host can also add to that rules for their specific property. Um, as you can imagine, um, some of our properties might be a working farm, um, and that's a great experience for someone who wants to go and see a New Zealand farm in operation, but there's all kinds of considerations, you know, don't leave the designated area, health and safety considerations, that kind of thing. So. Don't
1: don't don't milk the cows. Uh, you
0: got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'd probably want to do that. I oh. think if
1: I, if I were a tourist, I'd, I'd, I'd see a, you know, a big fat cow and go, oh, I wonder what that's like, straight, straight from the udder. Yeah,
0: and they may not appreciate it so much. They, uh, similarly, you don't want to Challenge your goats to a headbutting competition, right? No, so. you don't. You don't. <laughs> that, that, my, my goats would probably lose. They're
1: they're they're, they're kind of uh, they're they gentle souls. Gentle oh. souls, my goats. Hey, talking to Toby Litton from New um, Camper Van. Uh, I guess Airbnb for campervans would be the pitch. Uh, from from Campable, from Campable, and uh, back right after this. The Internet Explained. It's Sunday Social with Vaughn Davis on Radio Live. And welcome back to Sunday Social with me from camping or camper van placement, camper van hosting app and website, Campable. Toby Litton, welcome back.
0: Cheers. What what do you call it in a nutshell? Because I'm struggling. Uh, what I say is campable is, is a website and an app that allows people travelling around New Zealand in motorhomes to stay with locals on private property.
1: That's quite a big nutshell, though, isn't it? It is quite yeah, a big it nutshell. Is, it it's is a walnut. <laughs> that, that's, an, that's an elevator pitch if the if the, uh, the elevator is going up uh, three three floors. Hey. The Lions Tour is coming up in June and when, when you got in touch with me you, you, you mentioned that and that, that's going to be a, um, a real strain I guess on, on the whole accommodation uh, ecosystem in New Zealand. Is, is the Lions Tour a big focus for Campable? Is that one of the reasons for the timing of your launch?
0: Yeah, it's one of the focuses. Really, um, the timing for our launch—that uh, was a fortunate byproduct. It wasn't the main reason. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There's all kinds of capacity issues. Not enough places for people to stay, both in regular accommodation and uh, travelling in motorhomes. So we're helping to help solve some of that problem. An issue that comes hand in hand with that, of course, is you
1: know the tours in June. It's uh, it's you know it's June is coming quickly. How how do you go about? Telling all these incoming overseas tourists that, uh, that campable even exists because you know it may well be great, but if they don't know about it and
0: they don't think to, to use it, well you're, you're sort of you're sunk. Yeah, yeah. So we work hard. Um, that, that's one of our big challenges. We work really hard with a lot of partners, so um, local information centres, um, regional tourism bodies, a whole bunch of businesses that are involved in and around the lines tour. Um, we're working with all of them uh, to try and get the word out about Campable and and uh, get the motorhome travellers aware of what we're doing. And who, who do you think is the
1: sweet spot for this? I mean, th- there's lots of different sorts of people who, uh, who drive around in camper vans. Some, some of them just love being with lots of other camper vans in, in holiday parks, and some of them like being on a mountaintop pooing in a bush. Who, who's the sweet spot for this this
0: product? So, the, really, this product is built for international travellers visiting New Zealand in those large, self-contained motorhomes that you see travelling around, the ones that have a toilet and a shower on board, uh, and all kinds of facilities that mean they can stay uh, by themselves without needing to plug in to anyone else for a number of days.
1: Oh, oh, I've always sort of wondered who, who's who's in those things because, uh, you know, uh, my, my view of them usually is as a, a big white rectangle um, just in front of the bonnet of my car, but t- typically w- w- what country do they come from and, and how old are they and how long do they stay? You must know all this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, so they come from uh, Australia, the UK and Europe typically. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously we get them from <coughs> elsewhere as well, but those are the most common origin markets. Um, they're staying here for a couple of weeks as, as the normal duration of stay, about 14 nights in New Zealand. Um, and typically they're, uh, they're 35 to 55, um, often travelling as a couple, sometimes with one child.
1: You talked uh, before the break about experiences, so the idea that you're not, you're not just selling uh, a place to, you know, to park your camper van, you're selling the opportunity to go and do something while you're in New Zealand. What are, what are some examples of the experiences your hosts are offering?
0: Uh, I love Hanno, uh, as I say from from the Kaipura. He likes to take people out flounder fishing uh, when they go and stay with him. Um, so it's really a, a micro. We call it a micro tourism experience. So very boutique, very um, uh, off the beaten track. Not anything you'd find out of a, a tourism New Zealand brochure necessarily, um, but it's connecting uh, connecting these travellers with locals and their own local experience, their own little corner of New Zealand.
1: We, we talked about uh, how hosts can, can be confident that the guests are not, you know, some awful yobbos who are going to, you know, destroy their, uh, destroy their goat paddock. Conversely, how can a camper van owner, when using camper bull, be confident that the host isn't some, you know, psycho who's going to take them floundering down a flounder road that doesn't end in a flounder harbour
0: but ends in something quite different? uh again you know it comes back to campable as a trusted partner that knows all of our community so we know our hosts in the same way we know our users often a little bit more because the relationship might have been standing longer and we've probably gone out and met them ourselves Mm -hmm. um so uh so that's certainly what what we claim um we go out there we get to know our hosts and we keep all that personal info that i mentioned before as well so we can validate who they are and, and where they're from how many hosts do you have so far We've got just shy of four hundred um, up and down New Zealand, uh, from just under North Cape in the north to I think Tianao is our furthest south.
1: And 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 how how did you go about? attracting them before before the site even existed how, how did you get 400 you know um hosts willing to to have people camping on their front lawn
0: we started chatting to a bunch of farmers at field days um and there was of course huge, you did. yeah huge appetite uh, from the farming community uh, you know many of whom have that that sort of secluded spot that beautiful part of new zealand and they're really keen to share it um with the right audience of course um so we chatted to a whole bunch of farmers and and they sort of Shared our view of the world, um, which really excited us. Um, and from there, um, we've spent a bit of time in motorhomes ourselves, travelling around New Zealand, getting to know some of these hosts, um, and making sure that, that um, yeah, we've got it right. So uh, I know another
1: uh, a couple of other players in sort of similar industries, like Uber versus the taxi industry, Airbnb versus the hotel industry. There's been a bit of pushback, you know, from the from the legacy providers. Have you have you had any resistance from you know camping ground owners over this? You know that that you're going into competition without. The overheads without the responsibility, without the regulatory protection that you know that they've got to uh, they've got to comply with.
0: Surprisingly, no. We we actually look to partner with um, with campgrounds as well. We only see ourselves as, as part of the solution. You know, as I was saying before, there's there's a real capacity problem at peak times in New Zealand, and that's what presents is people pooing in the garden. Um, and so, as long as there's there's a bunch of great people like the campground owners um, and ourselves pitching in to help solve that problem, then hopefully we can overcome it together.
1: So so Campable uh, didn't just sort of spring out of a vacuum, uh, the first time I met you mm, sometime in the last year it was about a, uh, a, a similar site for parking your car called Parkable, how's that going?
0: Fantastic, um, Parkable is growing really strongly and, and it was sort of from that growth that we saw these motorhomes and as I say they were coming to us and saying can we park our motorhome and we were sure no problem and explored a bit further, saw the capacity problem. Um, and realised it was far more experiential in motorhomes, you know, it's about connecting with locals, it's about that that sort of uh, being in touch with New Zealand and cool corners of New Zealand, that Quite frankly, car parking's not, you not know, parking over asphalt. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, interesting with Parkable. That you know, when it, when when it first launched, the the story, at least as I saw it, was that hey, I have a, a parking spot. I will list it. It will get used by a person. But increasingly, I'm I'm seeing it being used by people with commercial parking lots or supermarket parking lots and so on. do Do you see do you see Campable going the same way? Is 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 that sort of um, aggregation uh, part of its future? Uh, you know, people with a with, a, with a, an existing camping ground or a great big paddock that's going to have twenty, um, you know, camper
0: vans in it. Unlikely. There's all kinds of regulations that surround um, motorhome camping that kind of limit what you can and can't do with your properties. So. Ah. Um, so we help uh, we help our hosts in camperball to understand those regulations and make sure that they're compliant and um, all of that kind of good stuff. It's a little bit different from parking a car in that regard.
1: So h- how many how many campervans can I have on my goat paddock
0: at any one time? Uh, any one party. So you can have you can have one group at a time. Um,
1: any one party. What does that yeah. mean? That could yeah, be that exactly. could be all right. Uh, it's loose. Yeah. So yeah. that could be that could be four campervans if they if they if it's if, the same group. If, if they met each other on the way in. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <somewhere>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nigel Herman. Herman <laughs>
0: Nigel. You're yeah. now you're now a party. Yeah. Yeah, um, really you can have more, but you've got to go through and, and get um, sign-off from your local council, um, in some cases resource consent, all of that kind of good stuff. So we'll help the hosts. Um, so what we encourage hosts to do is list their property with us, uh, and then we go through and review it as part of our, our sort of quality check and get to know the host piece. Um and then if there's any regulatory issues in there, then we'll sit down with the host. And- so, so apart from digging into that regulatory side
1: which you you seem to have done what what, what have been some other challenges that have um, you've met along the way bringing bringing campable to market um
0: there's I guess getting awareness is, is our single biggest challenge. So um, having international travellers become aware of Campable and getting hosts to um, become aware of it and list their space if they've got an interest in, in hosting international travellers that are coming through New Zealand.
1: And and how does the money work? Who pay, who pays who? And, and and how does Campable itself make money? Because you know you talked about a five dollar listing and there's not a lot in
0: that for you. No 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 that's right. Um, so how it works is is Campable takes care of the whole lot. So the travellers when they create an account on campable um, they load up their credit card details and then when they book a site it's charged straight to their credit mm-hmm. card that money then goes through to the host and campable deducts its fee on the way through right e- e- easy as that so if, if i've got a paddock and, and i
1: think we've already established i do have a paddock um talk me through how i can turn that uh you know the otherwise idle goat paddock into a uh, a certified
0: moneymaker super easy you go to the website campable.com Uh, and you will see a button up in the top right that says join now and you click on that button and then you say I want to host and follow your nose from there give us a few details and then we'll be in touch to complete the listing and typically from from you know listening listening to the show I
1: I click on the link and uh, and you know decide I'm going to do it how long from then until
0: I can I'm open for business a uh, couple of days a um, couple of days yeah so so your listing in theory could go live straight away uh, but we like to get involved in, and get to know you <laughs> um, obviously check the listing is all good um, and mate, make and sure accurate. that there is actually a, a harbor near near my
1: flounder fishing experience offer you got it, you yep. got it.
0: Yep. Yep. yeah so the digital piece is very very quick um but it's it's us getting involved in
1: but in, it's in the humans uh, at the back end so if yep. you do if you do have that goat paddock and you are looking to uh to host some non- rowdy lions tour supporters go have a look at campable.com Hey, Toby Litton, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thanks, Vaughan. Appreciate
1: it. And you can listen back to that interview and, indeed, any of our others at radiolive.co.nz under Shows and Sunday Social. And, of course, it's all up as a podcast. As soon as Braden uh, gets around to it after the show, it'll be uh, there online for a free download, and you can listen to it, well, for for as long as... Civilization Stands. You can be listening to that interview over and over and over again. After the break, Maurice Hurley joins me with a bunch of interesting uh, apps and websites, including one if you've always thought, Do you know what? Do you know what this family needs? This family needs a greyhound. Turns out there's a website for that. Back soon. Vaughan Davis. Hashtag Sunday Social. Radio Live. Hey, get hashtagging, hashtag Sunday Social or tweet at Vaughan Davis and that will pop up in front of me as will a text to 3920 keyword live. Big Sunday Social. Welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter, to Maurice Hurley. How are you, Maurice?
2: I'm very well. Thanks for having me back.
1: Oh, well, you you were so good last time. <laughs> most most of our fan mail, and, and to be honest, the receptionists do get a bit sick of the fan mail for the show, the big bulging sacks, because I'm only mm. in on a Sunday, oh. and it has to sit somewhere. I
2: was going to say, I thought you were talking about the letters my mum wrote.
1: No, like, no, mm-hmm. no. They, 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 they actually they, they put all the fan mail in a... In, in, well, they, they they set a cupboard aside for for Duncan Garner when the AM show started, but no one wrote. So they, they put all my fan mail in oh, there. fair enough. In, in fair instead. A lot of fan mail last time you were on the show. Welcome back. Hey, this first little story really got me thinking and and i know you were interested in this too this is a a, a startup in canada who who knew there were tech startups in canada oh did you know you that you learn something every day you, on the show do, don't you
2: every sunday you learn something
1: you do well canadians probably say that about new zealand they go who, who who knew there were tech startups <laughs> in new zealand eh but well really bad accent this one this one is called liar bird which is which is strange because a liar bird is australian right it's a, it's a bird of paradise, a lyre, mm. a bird, you know, L-Y-R-E, like, yes. the, like yes. the, the musical instrument. This is a platform. It's not yet an app, but it's a platform that mimics your voice or mimics anyone's voice. And the way it does it is really quite scary. So it doesn't do it through a lot of programming and thinking about it and iterations and uh, immense amounts of computer power. It does it, lyre, a bird, by sampling just one minute of your speech and then going right got it i'll be that person have a listen to this
0: have you heard about this new technology are you speaking about this new algorithm to copy voices yes it is developed by a startup called wirebird this is huge they can make us say anything now really anything the good news is that they will offer the technology to anyone this is huge how does their technology work
2: Hey, guys, I think that they use deep learning and artificial neural networks.
1: Hillary is right, and I can tell you that their team is great. Okay, enough, (laughs) enough, enough. (laughs) Well, okay, here's the thing. It's not perfect.
2: No, it's a bit rough around the But
1: here's the other thing. They took just a one-minute, random, low-quality audio sample of Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, just saying one-minute random stuff, and from that, the computer learned to mimic them. And you knew who they were
2: you do you, it, you, was you, you who they were. it was obvious it was
1: obvious who they yeah. were yeah. and you know with these computery things it's just computery things welcome to radio live sunday social i'm <laughs> the expert computery
2: things will be technical words here yeah
1: yep. you know that it's just a matter of time before that gets perfect
2: wow. i know and then and then you can't trust what you hear
1: you totally can't trust what you hear and and you can think of all sorts of weird applications for this um, I mean, you know, you, your day job's in a bank, and and I don't know if your one does, but uh, one of the banks offers voice identification. You ring up the bank, you, you talk to it, and it goes, oh, that's clearly Vaughan. I recognise its voice, says the computer, but what if I've got a better computer that can mimic Vaughan? That's a bit of a worry. I know,
2: and we already have enough trouble with scammers, human scammers, as it is.
1: Yeah. So, so the phone rings. It's a number I don't yeah. recognise, but it's 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 my it's my friend Maurice, and she says, "Oh, Vaughan, you've got to help me out. I'm 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 stuck in in Oamaru, and I need you know ten thousand dollars sent to me or something." And I will go, "Oh, that's Maurice. I recognise her anywhere." Exactly. So so voice, you know, trusting voice is, is a thing of the past. It's it's I I, I struggle almost to think of um, non-scary uses for this technology. Mm, mm really apart from you know making funny funny radio ads or something and you know having having a laugh on, on a on a kid's app and the, the other thing it calls into question so this this uh, this platform is called lyrebird l-y-r-e-b-i-r-d dot a-i the other thing it really calls into question is uh, police evidence you know that when they do these phone taps and they go oh there's Vaughan ordering drugs from the drug shop um, how would you know? How would you know that that was really his voice? I think it's going to be
2: quite complicated in the future. That's trying to say that the fact that people will know it's out there, so then that will solve the problem. People know it's, that technology's out there, but I don't see how it's going to solve
1: the problem. I think the genie is out of the bottle, and it, it sounds like Barack Obama. Lyra it bird. Did. It
2: did. He was the most, don't you think? It really well, I thought relevant.
1: Trump was quite compelling. I mean, if I, if I were a stand-up comedian trying to do a Trump impersonation, I would be well Pleased mm, with that mm. Trump impersonation. That was you. pretty good. Hey, um, we were... Uh, if, you, if you follow me on uh, Twitter at Vaughan Davis, and you should, you really should you, should, you should get on Twitter just to do that. In fact, you should buy a smartphone just to get on Twitter just to follow at Vaughan Davis on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you would have seen a photograph of Maurice and I holding a bottle of milk just now. Actually, that was, that was the only thing in the Radio Live coffee room no, that, that was, was drinkable working. because the coffee machine wasn't working. I
2: was gutted for you when yeah, the coffee I was machine gutted. wasn't working.
1: The Oops. reason we were holding up this lovely-looking bottle of Anchor milk is that a new app has launched in Auckland only at the moment. Yeah, sorry, Um That that came out really badly. I was sort of. <laughs> I apologise I was, was, was slurring my words. Um, a new app called My Milkman, and we'll set aside the gendered nature of the. Um, Name just for a moment. Just for a moment has just launched in Auckland, offering free delivery of milk, bread, eggs, yogurt, bananas, and all sorts of things like that, which is kind of okay. But there's a catch
2: with the free delivery.
1: Yeah, there is a catch. Um, it's really, really expensive. So I had a look and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm tempted to try this because when, when, when it, when it, when are it launched,
2: you? are you
1: going to try it? I'm really lazy. Um, when yes. it, I'm a very busy man. When it launched, when it launched. It uh, only was in Sandringham or somewhere, which is basically Hamilton, as far as I'm concerned, wasn't in Ponsonby. Put it that yes, way. Yes. And this week it expanded one suburb over into Ponsonby, so I thought oh, I might give this a try. So I looked up the prices, which you can only see by starting to order things, which is a bit <laughs> sneaky. Um, two litres of Anchor milk, which admittedly is you know the gold-plated expensive milk, five dollars. 50 for two litres of milk. Oh, but it's delivered for it's out- free. It's outrageous. We're in the land
2: of milk and honey. That's the saying, isn't it? We are. Nearly six dollars well, for a bottle of milk.
1: That's right. And then down at countdown, and I'm I'm surrounded by countdowns where I live, um, the standard price, it wasn't on special, was $4.40. So it's a dollar ten more for free delivery, or you could just go to get the home brand, which is the you know, it's the same cows. Yeah, there well, are no home brand cows, as far as I know. Three dollars thirty-seven.
2: Just so, five words. Just, well, have I got five words?
1: Yep. Just walk to the dairy. Just walk to the dairy there and go, five and words. support local industry. Yes.
2: But local here,
1: here's, here's the maybe here's the big reveal. This is this is why perhaps it's uh, it's changing so much and why perhaps it's only anchor milk. Mm-hmm. Um, this app, my milkman. Looks really fancy. Looks really fancy. It it's does. got it's got a beautiful how-to video and um, you know, great website and all that sort of stuff. If you scroll on down, it's made by a company called FV, which I'd never heard of F V and I'm, you know, I'm, no, I'm I hadn't on the Sunday social.
2: Yep.
1: Fonterra Ventures. So the little little naughty little gnomes at Fonterra um, are busily making a milk delivery app which costs $5.50 for free delivery of two litres of milk. I don't know. I should get them on and, and 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 ask them about it.
2: I think we've said enough about it. No, five dollars 50 Well, they might, there, be, live there live they might be
1: two sides to the story. Maybe but I the,
2: think you just need to plan ahead. Maybe this
1: it? milk is from the mythical fifth nipple that all cows have. So it
2: hasn't been. The cow won't have been milked that morning, right? Just before you order it. it's Also, it's only twice a week, isn't it? It's Monday and Thursday. So is do, it? is yes. it? Yes. So you have to plan ahead as well. Oh, the delivery. Gosh. So just walk to the dairy. Oh, people. the
1: milkman used to come every day. There's
2: a really lovely dairy, in what you? Run there's, by Devesh. he's great. If you, if you want to discover a dairy, there's go two, there. There's two very in. nice
1: dairies in, uh, in Richmond Road. I have, well, there's several, two two that I know of. Um, or, or you could drive to the supermarket yourself. But what happens, what happens, Maurice Hurley, hmm. when you're driving to the supermarket and someone calls? What do you do?
2: Well, see, I would have my hands-free, so... Have I you got a hands-free thing with I the, do. The, the Bluetooth? I do now, but before my car I got at the moment, I had Kermit, and he didn't have hands-free, so I'd put the Vodafone one on. Did you? Yes, the um, the drive-on, drive-off thing. It's a treat. You are... I'm old. No, you're
1: yeah. very well-behaved, you're very well-behaved. You're <laughs> well, behaved. Very well, behaved. well the, the, the reason we're saying this is that Samsung, at least Samsung in Europe, has brought out an app that automatically works out if you are driving just by the motion sensor and the GPS in your phone. If you have the app installed, it responds to any call or text by messaging the caller or texter saying, I'm sorry, Vaughan's driving, he'll get back to you really soon, which I think is kind of neat. It is good.
2: Anything that stops driver distraction. It is neat.
1: But, as you said, Vodafone does that in New Zealand kind of already and has done for some years. It's called Vodafone Drive Safe. And I, you, you, are so the, you are the only human I've ever met who does it.
2: <laughs> and probably has a car named Kermit. Um, yes. Oh, but it was so easy. Well, it's talk so good, talk it me through it. Talk me through it. How
1: do you do it? How do you or, do
2: it? It's so simple. Before you start driving, you just text, I'm not sure what the number is, 760. 760, or, yep. That one. Um, and you, I text drive on. Yep. And it comes back with a message saying drive on. It's drive on, so it's working. And then anyone who texts me um, gets a response saying that I'm driving. Do you know And what then this re- when I arrive at my mum's at the mount, I just go, drive off. It's like I have my own drive-on-drive-off service. Well I do. It's brilliant. You should try it.
1: This Maurice reminds me of a, a particular scene in the television series <laughs> Batman. Oh, uh, this yes. is the 1960s version with, you know, um, Adam West and, you know, the, the really, really camp one. Oh, okay, yes. Where they jump into the Batmobile. Yes. And Robin says, Let's go, let's go, let's go. And Batman says, not so fast. Seatbelts. Nothing is worth compromising <laughs> road safety for, young Robin. Oh, my
2: you are that see, person. I would agree. wholeheartedly. hearted. You're
1: basically 1960s um, grump, cool. grumpy grumpy, uh-huh. grumpy Batman. Hey, I, w- cool. I want to talk about one thing before the break. And, hmm, oh, is it going to be this or is it going to be that? This or that? This or that? It's going to be this. A fun okay. website. This is a fun website. Um, this is an old website, but... It's a really, really good one. If I would tell you the address, 11692 Setanil de la Bodega, Cadiz, Spain, mm. what would that mean to you?
2: Oh, nice tropical climate, nice, some wine, lovely food. It sounds yeah, nice, doesn't kind of it? Thing, well, yeah.
1: that is the address that if you got a spade uh-huh. and started digging right now, right here right. At, at Radio Live, right here in the News Hub, if mm-hmm. you started digging, that's where you'd pop out. It might take you a while. Slightly. And you might need a better ventilation system than that stupid Waterview tunnel, which seems not to work, but that's where you'd come out. And the reason I know this is because one of my favourite quirky old little buggy little websites called freemaptools.com, freemaptools.com slash tunnel to other side of the earth.
2: hmm I don't... Put,
1: you just put in any... Address. Address or, or drag the map and it brings up another map showing where you'd come out
2: isn't that great that is great but it's not something I've ever actually worried, wondered about but really. you're wondering now well I am
1: you're wondering now I wonder where it'll be it will be somewhere in Spain won't it
2: oh bound to be
1: I mean yeah it's basically yes. going to be somewhere in Spain yes. I think that was really I like cool that
2: though. I can go to, I can go to Spain
1: I like that a lot. I wonder if they have greyhounds there. Let's discuss that after the break. I'm Vaughn Davis, you're listening to Radio Live Sunday Social. Back soon.
0: Connecting you to the future of the internet. internet. It's Sunday Social with Vaughn Davis. Don't worry. Be happy.
1: Don't worry, be... Yes, indeed. Don't worry, be happy. There's a bazillion mundane mundane applications out there but some of them some of them are just worth the effort to download one of them, maurice might be what you need right now because you got a bit riled up on the break because we we're talking <laughs> about things that weren't making you very happy i think you need to chill i think you need to oh, chill and luckily there's an app
2: there is an app for that it's called chill panda
1: chill panda
2: it's really cool i like chill panda it's a bit of fun Yep. It's all about making you think and just breathe deeply and it's an activity app. So basically you put your finger on where the camera is, it takes your heart rate.
1: So let's wait, back up the <coughs> bus. Oh, sorry, you, put your, you put your finger oh, on yes. where the camera is and it takes your heart yeah, rate. How does the, it do that? It uses the light. Yeah.
2: And then it ref, it counts the blood going through. I don't know. I'm not technical. I'm not it, a dog. I'm well, not your
1: doggy apps. There used to be apps that uh, could look at Look at the, your, your selfie camera, uh-huh. look at your face, and they were so sensitive. They could see how your, your face changed colour slightly as your heartbeat. Oh, beat.
2: right. Well, this, yeah. But this, this is a sim- one, similar no, sort of is, thing. Oh, okay. Use so, your finger.
1: So, Chill Panda, so it records your heartbeat. You yes. get your heart rate. Then what?
2: Then it knows if you're stressed and needs to relax. You need to relax, so it can then suggest an activity for you. One is breathing, so it does a... A breathing square, and you breathe in while it moves around the square, and then you breathe out, and you watch the little um, dot go around the square, and it just makes you breathe deeply for a bit.
1: I tried it this morning.
2: You didn't? How did you like it?
1: Well, I liked it quite a lot. I tried it when I was on the toilet, and it was it was, ideal. it was quite distracting because I didn't know whether it kept asking me. It says, Panda, <laughs> Panda thinks you're relaxed, Panda <laughs> thinks you're excited. And sitting on the toilet, I don't know, it's, 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 that,
2: it's, that, it's that
1: in-between state. Sort yeah. of relaxed excitement, exciting what, what relaxation. to
2: have with the panda. I wouldn't recommend doing that. No, just, because no, I- inappropriate.
1: An co- appropriate conversation. Panda. You can even would, do poker, come out
2: like yoga. It talks you through different yoga moves.
1: Really? Yeah, it's so exciting. Have tried it. Chill, so, panda. So, so, who would you recommend this app for?
2: I think it's a bit oh, for everybody actually, because young, if whether you're young or old, because we don't take enough time out for ourselves just to. De-stress for a moment, breathe deeply, because it's quite hard to breathe deeply.
1: So actually by multitasking to uh, and using this app, I was kind of going against the principles of this app, wasn't I? Mm,
2: you were.
1: I should have been, you can work
2: on that, though. I should
1: have just been giving it my entire focus. I
2: totally recommend giving it a go. Just I'll, even I'll, if- Five minutes
1: i'll schedule in five minutes to, to let, chill out let us know how you do sometime go. in a couple of weeks hey one well you know one thing i do to chill out is i walk um what i controversially like to think is the best dog in the world oh, but really? you, you may I have mean, a different idea yes um yes. you've got a
2: greyhound i do named blake
1: is great is, is blake listening or is blake in bed in his pyjamas uh he's
2: got fabulous pyjamas and uh so he'll be listening
1: so this is something i learned tonight I'd, i had no idea I had no idea until tonight that greyhounds, because they're such skinny minis, um, get cold at nights. So even even if they're indoor greyhounds, they wear pajamas. Yes, which is kind of just to
2: keep just to keep. So they're so lean, so it's all about keeping them warm.
1: So it's such
2: a beautiful dog, and they love to sleep.
1: So Greyhounds. let's back, back back up the bus just a little bit. In fact, a, a friend of mine, Philip Patson, has a has a greyhound. She's a lovely Ruby, I think her name is. She's a lovely dog.
2: Oh, they are they are fantastic, absolutely dogs. absolutely
1: lovely dog. But I, I I pop into my local animates quite often, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be honest, I've never seen in those little perspex cages. I've never seen a greyhound in there.
2: No, because they're slightly big. They are slightly um, they're they're big. Very tall, like black. We also call them all tiny horse. Um, but and also because these are um, you go to. GreyhoundsAsPets.org.nz, and this is a, it's a website where you go and it's run um, by a charity and they all are all about rehousing uh, retired racing greyhounds. So it's about it's aren't, an adoption. Aren't
1: they, aren't they sort of snappy and growly and just no. want to get that little pretend rabbit?
2: No, they're the most chilled, lay, laid back dogs. They love to sleep. They're very quiet, very rarely bark, and they actually, you'd think they like to race around and need lots of walking and running, but only twice a day and the rest of the time they sleep.
1: Can you have a rabbit or a hare? Can you have a hare as a pet and then get a greyhound, or is that not advised?
2: We can't with Blake, because Blake Blake is still a bit of a chaser, but um, I have seen on Facebook through the the groups, there's a greyhound collective group, and they have one greyhound, and there was a rabbit jumping all over him. He didn't care. Good. So just personalities. Each dog has its own personality. But if you're interested in getting a dog, then I highly recommend going to this website.
1: Greyhounds. Greyhoundsaskpets.org.nz. Sounds really cool. I'm going to round out our chat tonight with, with not apps and websites, but a couple of gadgets. Well, one gadget to start with if we have time. Um, I'm a bit cynical about this one. Mm. I'm a bit cynical about this one, Maurice. Which one's this one? This is your toothbrush. So. So I'm a really good toothbrusher. The dentist says I have lovely teeth. I, I just I just visit so cuz I just I so you get
2: told you got lovely teeth. The only teeth. reason
1: I, I go to nice. the dentist is cuz I, I like watching um, TV on the roof. If I had a oh. te- if I had a TV on the roof at home, I wouldn't bother going to the dentist.
2: Right. But you wouldn't get praised for your beautiful teeth.
1: I could I could just Well do you know what I could oh, do? You could use that I could use Lyra bird yeah. <laughs> and get the dentist to say a, a, a minute worth of talking. You could. And then I could get her to say anything Excellent. I damn and wanted. And it would save you money. It would save me money, yes. but let's imagine you do like um, dentistry-related gadgets, and, mm. and and the context for this is it took me ages to get round to buying a a, a, um, a a electric toothbrush. I was quite happy with the manual one, but you've gone beyond beyond the electric toothbrush. Yep. You're going to try From and sell world. me a video toothbrush.
2: I know it's very exciting. It is a video toothbrush. It's called a ProFix, and it basically wirelessly syncs through Bluetooth or your Wi-Fi to your app. And you can actually video in real time as you brush your teeth. And you can actually see your mouth, the inside of your mouth as you're brushing. So on, so the, end, on the end of the
1: brush is a tiny camera. little camera yes, and, a, and a light, I assume.
2: Yes, one would assume. There must yes. be,
1: because it's quite like, dark, it's it's quite it's dark in It's not dark. so I haven't
2: actually tried it. But I've seen it. It's very exciting.
1: Have you watched a movie of it?
2: I've watched pictures. <sighs> yes, I know.
1: How much would you pay for something like that?
2: This is, it will set you back, but so does going to the dentist. So you want to make sure you're looking after your teeth. Yep. So this would help. Yep. Um, $299.
1: (gasps) And that's probably US. It's US. And it's
2: not for sale yet, but you can pre-order. I think it's great. You can even take photographs of your teeth, Vaughn. And then you can keep an album of them. them, Or you could then send them to your dentist to show how you're progressing with your teeth.
1: Good grief. Well, It's exciting. Uh, let's agree to like other things. Okay, well I've got one for you, so I can save you. I can save you one hundred dollars because my gadget mm-hmm. uh, doesn't cost two nine nine US. No, wait. Oh no. Wait, there's less. Uh, my <laughs> a gadget. Bargain. My gadget costs one hundred and ninety nine dollars US. It also doesn't exist yet, but I, I pre-registered for one this morning. Oh, did you? I did. Oh. Um uh, Because in my day job at the ad agency, we have a fashion client, Andrea Moore. Oh, yes, lovely rocks, And uh, I thought this was good for them. It's called the Amazon Echo Look. And what it is is a fixed selfie camera that sits on your shelf in your wardrobe, in your your, your bedroom. It's got lights. It's got lights. It's got the whole nine yards. It's got lots of smarts behind it. You stand in front of it and say... Amazon Echo, you know, do pho- 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 no, it says photograph me, and then then you say, do I look good in this? And it will tell you. It's got artificial intelligence.
2: Oh, that's terrible! And, and
1: it you can you can do two side by sides and say, here's me and my stripy jumper, here's me and my spotty jumper, and it will go, oh god, the stripes! <laughs> that's Take so the yesterday. stripes! <laughs> I think it's I think it's really really cool. Um, a lot of a lot of um, chat, not surprisingly, about the uh, the privacy implications of mm. do young women, and it will mostly be young women they they think uh, buying this thing so. and, and me, yep. um, do they really need internet connected cameras in their bedroom? And to give them justification of why they weren't wearing what they're wearing. Exactly. Controversial. Amazon Echo Look. Hey, thank you so much. Toby Litton from Camper Maurice Hurley, and of course, Braden Leggett. Coming up really soon, Graham Hill and the Weekend Variety Wireless. I'm Vaughan Davis. I loved every minute of that. I hope you did too. See you next week. Bye.